Well, it's Advent. It's like 17 days till Christmas. Who's looking forward to that? A few of you. We need to work on our enthusiasm for the birth of Jesus, okay? <laughs> Jesus is being born. It's Christmas, all right? The Saviour of the world. We're celebrating it. Is that good news or what? Yes. And uh, those of us who have kids, it's even more exciting, I think. Um, and, I mean, we've got a, a two-and-a-half-year-old now and it's just reminding us again of how much fun Christmas is when you've got a little one, you know, and there's a tree and at 6.30 in the morning the lights have to go on uh, to flash and if they're not on, he's not happy until they're on. So the joys of Christmas with children. But with um, only 17 days from Christmas, I wanted to really, um, and it's, it's really the, the second week of Advent, I wanted to, to look at Luke chapter 1 this morning and I do apologise, I usually like a, a PowerPoint presentation and I like to t- try and keep up to the standards of uh, Dip and Pete. Um, but I was a bit lacking on technology at the moment. I've only got my laptop, so I just had to do my preparation on that, and I don't have a, uh, a PowerPoint, so I apologise for that. But you will need your Bibles. So if you've got your Bibles, I know you're used to depending on the PowerPoint, uh, but if you've got your Bibles, if you've got your phone, uh, we're going to be uh, going between Genesis chapter 3 and Luke chapter 1 predominantly. So if you can pull up Luke chapter 1, because uh, that sets us up um, for Advent and for really where we are in the calendar of the the year as we come to celebrating the birth of Jesus. What I want to do this morning is something probably a little bit unusual, but I want to look at Mary and Mary's role and the Annunciation, Gabriel um, talking to Mary, but I want to look at Mary and compare Mary's life to the life of Eve. Because you've got these two mothers in Scripture and they're both the mothers of life. Eve is the mother of life because she's the first woman, yeah? And Mary's the mother of life because she's the mother of Jesus, who is the way, truth, and life. And so it's fascinating to look at these two women and the similarities between their lives and the differences, the different ways that they respond. So this morning I'm going to look at six um, comparisons between Eve and Mary. And I want us to learn this morning and hear from their lives and say, which are we going to be like? Are we going to be like a Mary or are we going to be like an Eve? And we can look at the fruits of their lives, the fruit of their decisions, compare them and be really challenged this morning to say, who are we going to live like and what are we going to live life like? So, my first comparison between Eve and Mary this morning comes from Genesis 3, chapter 1 to 5. And so we'll look at chronological order. We'll go Eve, Mary, Eve, Mary, Eve, Mary as we go through this. And so, sorry? Oh, yeah, on the phone it's a real downer. If you've got two Bible apps... Um, you, if you've got two Bible apps, you can swipe between the apps. So you can be in Genesis on one app and Luke on the other app and you're set. Um, but if not, you're just going to have to get an old school Bible and uh, flick through pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, apologies for that. I will read them anyway, so if you listen hard, you'll be right. Okay. Let's look at Genesis 3, 1 to 5. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat? Of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, the first thing that's fascinating about Eve and about Mary is that they're both visited by angels. Eve by a fallen angel and Mary by an angel. Eve is visited by the serpent in the garden 
and Mary is visited by Gabriel. So we're going to compare that passage now to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 37, where Mary is visited by an angel. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered the matter of what kind of greeting it was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. That's a pretty big statement, isn't it? Now, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 37. <laughs> Couldn't find it? Are you in the message? <laughs> that could be all. I don't even Luke up chapter 1 up to 24. Mm. Well, there are plenty more verses there. So uh, The uh, iPhones dipped you out there. All right, so first of all, Here's these two angels, a fallen angel speaking to Eve and an angel sent by God to Mary. Now, you can never control, well, you can control to some degree, but you can't always control the voices that are around you, can you? Whether you're at work, there's people in your work that speak stuff to your life. Uh, Whether you're at home, there can be things that, it can be parents, it can be family, it can be friends, they can speak things into into your life. They can be an influence, either a negative one doing the will of the devil or a positive one doing the will of God. The question is that, we live in this world that's fallen and there's people around us that are fallen and there's, you know, so there's evil in the world, there's evil in our hearts and then of course there's demons as well that, that come and want us to slip up and want us to fall. But of course we have Christ and we have his angels with us and we live in this world where we've got all these voices around us. So how are we going to respond? How do you respond when someone around you is speaking lies and untruth into your heart? What does your heart do? What does your ears do? What does your mind do? In Eve's case, she was listening. She was listening to what this devil had to say. In Mary's case, she was listening, but she was listening to an angel and she was listening to the voice of God. Now, there's a fundamental difference here between Eve and between Mary, which we'll go on and look at. You see, Eve, when she hears this voice of the demon, she doubts God. She doubts God. Have a look in Genesis 3, 6. So when the woman saw that the, tree was good, uh, that the fruit was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave it to her husband and they ate it. So here she is. God has told Adam and Eve, do not eat from that uh, tree. And she knows it. She's just told the devil that. She's just reminded him of it. And the devil's put that seed of doubt and she's chosen to believe the devil rather than God. So rather than have faith in God, she's actually had doubt in the character of God and the goodness of God and she's listened and she's followed through on what the devil has asked. On the contrary, Mary believes the angel and she says yes to Christ. So Mary's response is staggering. She, I mean, here's this angel rolls up and she's like 15 or so. There's lots of debate about how old she was and she's not even married and this angel says, you're going to be with child. I don't know about you, but that's not a good news message, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine you girls here, like, all of a sudden, you'll be with child. How do you feel about that? 
you'd be thinking, oh, how am I going to say this to Pastor Zondergeld? Like, um, uh, it was the Lord, Pete's going, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> was that, What's his name? <laughs> Can you see the how... I mean, it's just bizarre, isn't it? I mean, imagine an angel saying that to you, and you just—it'd do your head in. Imagine Mary trying to communicate this to Joseph. I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, I'm going to be with child. It's—it's uh, it's conceived of the Holy Spirit. Now, the average fiance—you think they're going to buy that? Like, right? The Holy Spirit. Were you drinking at the time? Like, <laughs> what's going on? The staggering thing with Mary is that unlike Eve, who doubts God and listens, Eve simply says, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That's full on, isn't it? What an incredible statement of faith. What is it, what is it that God's asking of you? And can you give your yes like Mary gives? I mean, God's asking this incredible thing of her. And she just says, I'm the handmaiden of the Lord. I've, your will be done. She just accepts it. There's no, well, what about this, this and this, and what about this? It's just, let it be done. Do you have the faith in God and in His goodness to be able to give your yes when God is asking you to do something? Mary said this further on. She's just heard, has spoken to the angel and she says, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Saviour. She's just found out she's going to be pregnant and she's not married, like... You've got to get the context and understand the extreme you know, pressure and the thoughts that would be going through her head. And yet she can say, my soul magnifies the Lord. He has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. So Eve says yes to God. Sorry getting back to front. Mary says yes to God. Eve says yes to the devil. Who are you giving your yes to? Who are you giving your yes to in your life? Who are you giving your yes to in your soul? Who are you giving your yes to? Is it the Lord? Is it Jesus Christ? Or are you giving your yes to other voices around? So comparing Eve and Mary again, let's now look at the fruit of their lives, the fruit of their decisions. You've got Eve, the mother of life, who says yes to the devil And what's the fruit of that? Sin enters the world. In Genesis 3, verse 8 to 13, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife um, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees. And the Lord called to Adam and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree? And of course the man says, It was her, the woman you gave me. Classic punchline, isn't it? I use it all the time. Um, um, the serpent deceived me and we ate. So the fruit of Eve's life is that sin enters the world. Mary, on the other hand, have a look at this. Joseph, um, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered and she brought forth her son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. 
So here Eve, the fruit of her life, the fruit of her decision is that sin enters the world and sin enters the world and it affects the world incredibly, yeah? We're all living right now in the, the reality of a world that's fallen. We see suffering and sin and death and pain and just people hurting each other all the time and it's like you're in a constant time life of being able to having to work on forgiving people for the sins that they've committed against you but then you've got to be asking for forgiveness for the sins that you've committed against others as well because of this sinful world that's come through Eve through this act and if we compare that to Mary from Eve comes sin from Mary comes Jesus Christ the saviour of the world the healer the restorer the person who actually deals with sin can you see the similarities here Two very powerful women that changed the world by the power of God through Christ. Now think about this then. How do they lead others? How does Eve and Mary lead others? Eve leads Adam to his first sin. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave her husband with her some uh, fruit and she ate. So Eve doesn't just take the fruit herself, but she passes it on to Adam. Mary, on the other hand, gives birth to Christ, but leads Christ to his first miracle at the wedding in Cana in John chapter 2. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. I'm reading in John 2, 1 to 5 now. In Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and they ran out of wine. The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, does this, uh, what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come his mother said to the servants whatever he says to you do it whatever he says to you do it so here's eve leading adam to sin and here's mary leading christ to his first miracle at the wedding of cana are you seeing the parallelisms here in it it's just it's a it's a new life that comes um, through mary and in christ now look at how, so we've talked about how they lead others. Eve leads Adam to sin. But Mary doesn't just lead Christ to his first miracle. She also has a word for you and I here today. And that is, do whatever Jesus tells you. That's what she says, do whatever Jesus tells you. So she's not just leading Christ into, in that situation, but she's telling everybody else, she's pointing everyone to Jesus Christ and saying, do what this man says. I don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. I don't know what, what he's going to do, but just do what he says. And that is such a profound statement and such a profound message because it's not just for us about being led to Christ personally, but it's about us leading others to Christ in that same way. How does your life say to others, do what Jesus says? How does your life do that? My last comparison is the difference between the curse of sin and the blessing that God gives to Mary. So Eve, after falling, and Adam, and of course the devil, they're all cursed. And God says to the woman in Genesis 16, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In, and your conception. in pain you shall bring forth children. And all the mothers went, yep, they may have done that. Uh, your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Mary, on the other hand, this is what the angel pronounces to, to her. Rejoice, highly favoured one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. This is Luke 1.28. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. 
And then he spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you amongst... Oh, this is uh, Elizabeth now, sorry. Blessed are you amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believes, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told uh, her from the Lord. So you've got this total contrast where Eve, because of the sin, because she listened to the devil, because she allowed the devil to put doubt into her mind, ends up opening the, the door of sin to the world and being cursed as a result. Mary, on the other hand, listens to this angel, says yes to Jesus Christ, encourages other people to follow him, and, that the, and Gabriel, the angel, literally pronounces blessing on her. Blessed are you amongst women. And Elizabeth says, blessed is the fruit of your womb. So are we seeing the parallels here? There's not a whole stack of sermons that you hear on Mary sometimes. People get a little bit scared uh, that you might get Catholic if you uh, talk about Mary. Um, but the question is not whether or not it's Catholic. The question is, is it true? Does she give us an example? Amen? Does she give us an, an example of what it means to follow Christ? What can we learn from her life? What can we take from her life? And how does it apply to us today? So in conclusion, I know it's been short and sharp this morning, but I want to challenge you as we're coming into Easter, we're, uh, Easter, we're coming into Christmas to recognise the birth of Jesus, is that are you an Eve or are you a Mary? Are you an Eve or are you an, a Mary? Will you believe God on anything and everything he says or will you doubt him? Will you bring sin into this world with your actions and in your heart or will you bring Christ into the world with your actions and in your heart and to your children? Will you lead others into sin and encourage them in their participation of sin? Or will you lead others to Christ and, say, and pull them out of their sin and say, you need Jesus, he is the saviour? Will you be a blessing or a curse? Will you be a blessing or a curse? Now that sounds pretty harsh, doesn't it? But you see, every time we sin, every time we pull someone away from Christ, every time we bring someone into our own sin... We become a curse for someone else. And this happens, you know, you kind of think, well, there's not a tree here and it's not like I'm standing here about to pick the tree and going, oh, you should all eat this tree. But this is how it happens, right? You're in a conversation and someone starts gossiping, right? And you've got an opportunity there to either be a blessing or a curse. And you're a blessing when you say, when you speak well of the person that's being spoken about and you pull that, you stop it. You stop the gossip, right? And you cut it down and you don't allow that... Um, to talk to continue but you become a curse when you get in on the game and you throw some information in there as well and you turn it into a, a story that's bigger and bigger and you've done exactly the same thing as Eve you've grabbed the fruit of sin and you've passed it on to someone else it's for someone who's struggling with alcoholism and you're down you know you're having a drink at night or over dinner and here you are encouraging them you've taken something that's sinful for them that's a temptation for them and you've encouraged it in them can you see how dangerous that is Whenever we encourage sin in someone else, we do exactly what Eve did in taking that fruit and passing it to Adam. Whenever we encourage Christ in someone else and we point them back to Christ, we do exactly what Eve did when she what Mary did when she said, "Do whatever he tells you." So you can be a Mary in those moments by saying, "What does Jesus say about this person? What does Jesus say about this situation? What does Jesus say about your marriage?" What does Jesus say about your relationship with your parents? What does Jesus say about your relationship with your children? What does Jesus say about life? What does he say about truth? And when we're doing that, we're being a Mary. When we're encouraging sin, we're being an Eve.
So I want to challenge you this morning. Are you a Mary or an Eve? The mother of Jesus is blessed amongst women. The Bible says it explicitly. She is honoured by Jesus and she examples for us what it truly means to say yes to Jesus. Let's follow her example in saying yes to Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the examples that you've given in scriptures. For these two great women, God, women that brought life to the world. Eve that is the mother of every human life. But Mary that is the mother of Jesus Christ who is our life. And Father, I pray this morning that you would give us the strength to follow the example that Mary has set in saying yes to Jesus, in saying yes to God's will being done in her life. God, that in every moment of our lives, we would say yes to Christ, that we would proclaim Christ in all that we do, that we would live lives that give honour to Jesus. And Father, I pray you'd protect us from the sinful nature and from the temptation to at times be an Eve and to draw people into our sin, to draw people into our gossip, to draw people into the things we struggle with. Father, help us to be able to stand firm, to live a life worthy of being called sons of God, worthy of being called brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. God, conform us to the likeness of Jesus this morning. Help us to learn from the mother of Jesus this morning. In the name of Jesus. Amen.